the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. Who ever expected in our public school systems that we would have administrators and teachers who want to have boys and girls to share bathrooms and locker rooms. These are grave sins in the eyes of God, and he has not changed. His word has not changed. When we're in the classroom talking about abstinence, we tell kids that there is power in abstinence. My eyes were opened wide to what social and emotional learning is about. Now we're seeing all this attention coming. It's gratifying. I just hope it's not too late. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute commentaries right here on The Word Columbus on Tuesdays and Thursdays just after 4 p.m. And also be sure to check out all our resources for parents and grandparents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on our children, and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Today I want to cover a number of things pretty quickly, including the aftermath of the June so-called Pride Month outrages and many of them I'm sure you will be familiar with. I'd like to just touch on what was the widespread response to so-called pride this year, and I think you will find it very encouraging. And then my next thought is to give you some information on the recent teachers' union meeting, the National Education Association, and what detrimental stuff they'll be trying to do in schools this coming year. As usual, they continue to get more and more radical, and the good news is that there are plenty of parents and parent groups that are watching this extreme, very powerful group, reporting on it and taking their concerns to their local school boards and demanding that the outrageous woke policies that the NEA proposes not be followed. More parents and grandparents speaking out are always needed, though, so do not sit on the sidelines. 
But first, though, I want to remind everyone to vote yes on issue one on or before the special August 8th Ohio election. We need to eliminate the easy amendment process to Ohio's Constitution, which should include only constitutional matters and not things like casino gambling and marijuana laws and big money outside liberal interests that fund all that. Those kinds of issues belong in the state house in bills that come before the legislature, not as constitutional amendments. So voting yes on or before August 8th will make it more difficult to add just anything to our Constitution, and that's the way it should be. So let's talk about the Pride Month issue. I'm sure many of you heard the outrageous chant of marchers in a drag queen event in New York City in late June where they said, We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Can you believe that? I guess we probably can at this point. Let's just listen and get a sense of the real thing. So there's that, and of course, it got a ton of publicity through conservative media. And think about that, the good news there, that we are now able to bypass the mainstream media and get the word out so much so that radicals end up having to defend their actions in the mainstream media. So NBC News and others issued reports pushing back on the country's valid outrage about this little march, saying that, oh, this was just satire, that they were just making fun of what the conservatives think of them. Our legitimate response ought to be, you don't make fun of the corruption of children. If people have a heart, they would never do that. Of course, if these folks had hearts, they wouldn't be corrupting children in the first place and drawing them into the LGBTQ identities and behaviors at school, in the media, in some churches even, and elsewhere. And we should believe these folks and what they're saying. Satan is making it very clear, and God is allowing Satan to present this to us in a very clear way way. It's up to us to respond appropriately and defend our children and defend the moral fiber of this country. And of course, we're always going to do that in a civil and legal way. No violence, friends, but we need to stand up with our votes, our voices, and our wallets. So speaking of clear messages, remember the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus several years ago? They took the time and trouble to compose a song about the same idea. So here's what they sang, if you remember. We'll convert your children bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it, and so on. I'm not going to play it, but many of you will remember that. I think they had that same defense, that they were just making fun of conservatives But if you have a heart for children, you don't make fun of the actual grooming that is actually going on, the actual encouragement of preteen children and teens into the high-risk sexual practices of the homosexual community, and you don't make fun of the lifelong consequences of mutilating a child's body in the name of so-called gender change. Once again, you see that the leaders of the so-called LGBTQ movement, quote-unquote, 
do not care about children. They care about the agenda. And here's how you know. If a student, for instance, would confess a same-sex attraction or a confused gender identity at school or privately to some adult, these advocates are all about so-called support of that student at that point. Not of the student, as we find out, but of that choice of furthering the great PR and more people who go into that lifestyle. But if the student backs away and decides to embrace normative heterosexuality and gender, then those same supporters are gone. They will have little interest in that student. That's the reality. They don't care about the human being. They care about the agenda. Conservatives do care about kids because we care enough to try to prevent this damage from happening to them, even if they don't understand it at the time. That's what mature and rational adults with good judgment do. They set good and solid standards and guidelines for kids, even when the kids themselves don't quite get it. And we all know as parents and grandparents about our children and how sometimes they don't get it for a long time. Well, we also have seen widespread reports about the Seattle Pride Parade. Did you see that? Where naked men rode bicycles in front of children. That's where these folks are, friends. And no, none of these folks gets arrested. Now, what kind of wicked parent takes their kids to Pride Parades? I don't know, but let's hope that sometime in the future these parades dwindle to a trickle of participants and people watching because no one really wants to see open depravity. But for now, we unfortunately have parents who care so little about their children's mental, moral, and spiritual well-being that they take them to watch nudity and simulated or real sex acts. These people are completely lost the people leading this movement are. There are lots of people, I think, that are involved in homosexuality or gender deviance that would not necessarily go along with this, but they're not speaking out, are they, either. They're not the leaders. They're not the voices of this movement. And so the depraved leaders are the spokespeople, and they push this further and further into more and more depraved extremes. And we need to believe them. And I know lots of people say, well, they just need prayer. Well, yes, they need that. But they don't need you to sit on your hands and do nothing. And I know many of you are stepping up to the plate and doing things to push back on this in a civil and rational way. These folks definitely need prayer. But in the meantime, they can do an awful lot of damage in preventing children from ever believing the gospel by sexualizing them early. That's one of the major tools of stopping the gospel in a child's, in a person's life sexualize them early, and then they are too controlled much of the time, not always, and that's the good news, but much of the time they are too controlled by those desires to accept the gospel when it's presented to them. We must stop the damage these folks are doing to individual lives, to children in our culture and in our schools, and to American society in general. And of course, we want to do that, as I said, in a civil and legal way. God has given us many tools in America to use. That's why we are called Mission America, because we have a chance. God has given us so many resources and so much if we will just use it before those who want to impose all of this on us in a in a tyrannical way take those resources and tools away from us. That could happen. We are free right now in America, though, to continue to worship as we wish, 
to buy and sell on our own. We are free to choose our workplaces. We are free to choose our churches, our schools, and we are free to vote. And we have the blessing. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it, but it is part of it, a blessing of the internet and social platforms where we can make a lot of noise with our alternative media. And we have radio, just as you're listening to now here on Mission America Radio with Linda Harvey. And on the word Columbus, listen to this radio station as much as you can, folks. And we, so we, so we can use our voices. Do not think you are powerless. Let's look at what happened during the month of June, the traditional pride month in America, as far as pushing back against those sinful messages. It's astounding the impact that people standing up is starting to have. A lot more needs to happen, but there is some really encouraging news. You heard a lot about Target, about Kohl's, the Girl Scouts, and many other organizations and companies that openly supported the Radical Rainbow Month of Sinful Pride. And it's really destructive and can be very demoralizing. And it's not sometimes just June. Pride Month goes in some parts of the country all through the summer. And it's really demoralizing until we saw how most of America really feels about all this. Bud Light was the canary in the coal mine, if you will, right at the end of, I think it was April, the first part of the beginning of Pride promotion. They got slammed with a huge boycott for their actions in promoting an open drag queen on a beer can. And so the boycott against um, Bud Light is still going on. They have taken massive losses, as Target has also. The news site Breitbart, one of their writers, calls the parent company of Bud Light Transhauser Bush, which I think is hysterical. Anyway, the threats of boycotts in past years objecting to the proud promotion of homosexuality and gender deviance in companies. Um, They've been high. The numbers of boycotts have been high. But let me give you some statistics about last year compared to this year. It's amazing the, the difference and the hopeful signs we're getting. According to an article in the Washington Stand which is the online newsletter published by Family Research Council, people are very sick of pride messages. I will just read you a paragraph from a recent article on the Washington Stand. Quote, in a new survey, Robert Cahaley's group, that's a survey group, asked more than 1,000 people who leaned Democratic by 4%, if they're sick of the public LGBT pandering, a whopping 62% said yes. They just wished companies would stay neutral. Only 23% think corporations should continue on with their extreme political themes, unquote. How about that? How about that? And the number of boycotts initiated this spring against pride-promoting companies and organizations is way up And among the top 900 companies in the U.S. and their pride messaging, it's dropped 40% compared to spring of last year. Praise the Lord. I believe our complaints are working. Americans are refusing to be happy and enthusiastic about proud depravity. The rainbow belongs to God 
friends. And let's never forget that. Eyes are being opened and people are seeing this for what it is. And it's not just the homosexual agenda. People are sick of hearing the trashing of America as well. Have you heard about Ben and Jerry's? Well, we will cover that when we return here for our second segment here on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey. We will be right back after these messages. Friends, have you visited our website at missionamerica.com? If you are a parent or grandparent looking to find out what to watch for in your child's school, we have many articles with in-depth information about some of the cultural agendas that could end up being very harmful if you're not aware of them. There's a lot to be cautious about and many factors to weigh about your child's schooling. So go to our website for more information and thank you so much for your prayers, and if you are able, your financial support. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we've been talking today about the American pushback on the depraved so-called pride agenda exhibited in June throughout the spring and some places in America all summer long. But the interesting thing is it's not just the homosexual issue. People are sick of the whole woke agenda. Have you heard about Ben and Jerry's? Ben and Jerry's is the overpriced ice cream by these guys who've been expressing every left-wing sentiment out there, um, including this one in their tweet on the 4th of July. So here's what landed them with a big backlash. And many people are, they've seen pickets out in front of their stores. There's calling, people are calling for boycotts. So here's what Ben and Jerry's tweeted. This 4th of July, it's high time. We recognize that the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it. Learn more and take action at, and then they give the Ben and Jerry's link. Well, it didn't take long before folks uncovered the uncomfortable fact that Ben and Jerry's headquarters in Vermont very likely sits on land that formerly belonged to the Abenaki Indians. So much for being purists on the left. And the reality is, friends, that virtually all the whole world sits on stolen quote-unquote land. Someone had it originally, and then the inevitable human wars and conflicts came, and the next group came in and occupied that land, and so on. In North America, the indigenous tribes were not just peaceful, sitting here all on their own pieces of property and land with no one disturbing them. They were all at war with each other in barbaric fashion. And so to pretend that America is unique in our so-called colonizing is just one more myth of the uninformed left. And so anyway, I wanted to cover before we get away from the, go back to the homosexuality issue and some of the schools issues, I wanted to talk about the NEA and the National Education Association's summer meeting that they always have on or around the 4th of July. This union has 3 million members and it is a powerful influence on our schools, and on our nation. They spend most of their money promoting left-wing causes, issues, and candidates. 
They are a powerful and mighty force. And the good news is that many, many people are waking up to just how detrimental their influence is. And the more you look at them, the more radical they become. So they had their annual meeting right around 4th of July. And sure enough, they announced that their big priority this year was what they call, quote, freedom to learn, unquote, as if we don't have that in the United States right now. No, this is how they are going to spin the parent and grandparent and community pushback against what they and other radicals propose all over this country and in the stranglehold they've had on schools for years. The NEA is furious about all the local and state policies and bills limiting what can be taught to kids about, for instance, their one of their highest priorities is the LGBTQ identities and behaviors in schools. And so the union is outraged about all this homosexual and gender confusion legislation limiting those uh, teaching topics. And I, for one, am thrilled that so many parents and students and legislators are waking up and having the courage to stand up against the smear tactics, the intimidation that have been going on for years. But finally, people are saying, we're not listening to you anymore. We know who we are. We know we're not hateful. We know we have the interests of kids at heart. This pushback This involvement, this new activity among conservatives is what I have been dreaming about for two decades. Well, the NEA puts the homosexual agenda front and center, and that's astounding enough. Aren't there academic issues that NEA could focus on, like the disgracefully low literacy rates in our schools? Have you looked at the literacy rate for fourth graders in the Cleveland public schools in Columbus, it's way, way below 50%. That is a disgrace, and everything should stop on a dime until they fix that. Our kids deserve so much better. But no, homosexuals in education and their allies are insisting that they be able to bypass parents and corrupt children. They're insisting on their right to continue to do that, to continue the homosexual clubs in schools, the homosexual programs, the coming out week, the day of silence, all the events they have, transgender day of remembrance, all the new pronoun mandates, and so on. They are insisting that this is an element of freedom for teachers and students. No, it's not. Teachers are free to teach academics now, and students are free to learn. Parents have the absolute right, because we're paying the bills as taxpayers, and children belong to parents and not the schools, to question and hold schools accountable for exactly what is taught. The idea that parents need to go away and, what did I hear, the the phrase you keep hearing is, defend our teachers. It's the children that need defense from outrageous agendas and corruption, bypassing what parents would really like to have happen. So we'll see if the NEA's outrage translates to more secret counseling of children without parental permission, into more triple X rated books in our libraries, and so on. So the NEA describes the parent concern about books in only one way. And their big phrase, they have big posters all over their their convention. They had a big poster that said, read banned books. If you look into what's in some of these books, the vast majority of these books 
are obscene. That's the major concern. It's not the only one that that arises, but it is the major reason that parents are bringing books to the attention of their schools. But the NEA describes this and positions this so much differently. They virtually never address the existence of so much pornography in these books. One article they wrote on their website about this is these efforts to remove books, quote, divide citizens by banning books that represent marginalized and oppressed people, unquote. No, that's not it. Sometimes the blatantly anti-police, anti-American, race-baiting, those kind of themes are a concern, but mostly the books are just total pornography. So let's just remember that teachers do not have to be members of this union, and the more teachers leave, the less money the union will have to sway our elections. Keep an eye on your schools and your workplaces, friends, and stand up against the wickedness of people who want to dictate foolish pronouns and use the force of law and intimidation to keep all of us quiet. America is drowning in this sewer. But the good news is that the lifelines are in the water and many people are grabbing hold of them and handing them to their children. I hope you will listen to the Lord's leading and be one of those who not only survives but stands strong and sure in the truth of the gospel. Never forget that with God all things are still possible. I hope you have a great day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.